Hello everyone and welcome to Totally Trans Roleplaying Games, a podcast all about the joys of solo tabletop RPGs. Tonight we begin our very first campaign, Vampire the Masquerade, Vox Noctis. Before we launch into playing the game properly, I want to go over what I'm using to run this campaign solo. Obviously, first and foremost, my uh, core system will be Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. Uh, But I will be using a procedurally homebrewed version of the lore. So things like the clans and their weaknesses and disciplines, they still exist, but their backstories might be different. Uh, the Camarilla, the Anarchs, the Sabbat, the Second Inquisition. Any lore that doesn't really affect gameplay might not necessarily exist. So, uh, if you're new to Vampire the Masquerade, you don't have to worry about deciphering the mountain of lore, other than all the nonsense pig Latin words I just spouted at you. Secondly, and probably even more central to this setup... I'm using RPGSolo.com, which is an all-in-one resource for running your tabletop games solo. Uh, You have basically every table you could want. It has a dice roller that I'm not using because I I, I want a chance to use my actual math rocks. Uh, It's great. It's free as a section for keeping notes, which is how I'm keeping track of characters and threads and stuff. If you're looking to get into solo tabletop roleplay, first of all, I would watch my tutorial video on the subject. And second of all, I would absolutely head over to RPGSolo.com. The last thing I want to bring up is that I made my character, the character we will be following, using random dice rolls to uh, aid in creating a backstory, creating their convictions, their uh, like close friends... Uh, what they want in life, Uh, and I posted the audio of myself doing that and the character sheet on my Patreon for patrons who donate $5 a month or more. So if you want access to my character sheet as it updates, if you want access to secret behind-the-scene clips, if you want access to the MP3s, which usually will only be available to the public once a season ends, uh, go to patreon.com slash lilythedoof and sign up. All of those are rewards you can get for just $5 a month. Uh, and, of course, you'd be supporting a hopefully, maybe presumptuous, really cool channel. I don't know. I like this podcast. So, with all of that out of the way, let's have a brief little introduction into Paige Renfield. To say that Paige Renfield had a troubled childhood would be a bit of an understatement. Not that he would know, of course. He never spoke to anyone outside of his parents until he was 20 years old. His parents were very insular, very quiet, and they never let him leave their home. They rarely even let him leave the attic that he used as a bedroom. Anytime he asked, he would be met with stern looks and told to respect his parents. So, for 20 years, that's what he did. He was quiet, 
obedient and did his best to ignore the screams coming from downstairs. Until one day it all got to be too much. So he packed up and he ran away to find a new life in the real world. He took a new name. He made actual friends. And after years of saving up, he even medically transitioned into a body that's more comfortable for him. His life was going pretty well, until one night, he was walking home after meeting with a group of friends to discuss the latest rumors of parapsychology in their city. The supernatural was something of a subject of interest for Paige. He was walking home at night, and a person stepped out of the shadows, watching him. Paige didn't have the most experience living in the city, but he knew right away that he was in danger. Unfortunately, he didn't have much time to act, as the creature leapt for him, sunk its teeth into his throat, and everything went Our story begins in a morgue. We pan in to this morgue, and we see Paige Renfield lying on the medical examiner's table. Paige is uh, about in his mid-twenties. His hair is kind of a shade of ginger, like right in between ginger and brown. He has a spiked undercut. He's attempting to grow in a little beard and goatee. He's dressed in a one-size-too-big, like a button-up shirt with a sort of of tacky-looking pattern, Uh, jeans, uh, one of his shoes is fully missing, Uh, and on the right side of his neck, there is two small puncture wounds, and the entire right side of his torso... And up to his right elbow is covered in his own blood. And Paige wakes up at hunger five. First of all, to set the scene a little bit, is anyone in the morgue? I'm going to say... I'm going to say somewhat unlikely. Not like someone's probably in the building, but... Is anyone in the actual examiner's room? Someone unlikely. Yes. Oh boy, so someone is in the examiner's room. Uh, I'm going to say, since it wasn't like a yes and, uh, Paige sits up, (gasps) panting, breathing heavily, holds like where the wound is almost instinctually, looks down at himself, looks over, and sees someone sifting... Uh, at a desk through different files, pulling out various tools and such. Uh, a person in a white lab coat, probably the coroner. And he sees this, looks at himself, and probably his first instinct is to try and hide. So, we are going to make a, a dexterity stealth check. Which is six die, five of which are hunger die. So this can 
only go well. One, two. This guy's a normal mortal, we're assuming. So I'm gonna say normal mortals have a DC of two. Which is good, because we got a one on one of our hunger die. So, two successes. Paige does manage to find a decent place to hide. Uh, what is the coroner's current uh, attitude? Like, what is his mood and what is his focus? He's inquisitive. And his focus is on uh, Paige. Uh, Alright, so I think Paige probably hears the coroner muttering to himself. Uh, does Paige catch anything useful? Uh, what's awareness, for sure. Uh, which is again, six die, five of which are hunger. Oh god, that is... <laughs> I straight up got no successes. Uh, fuck, yeah, so the guy's just... Mumbling to himself as he prepares to get to work. And Paige looks at him. And, uh, is there a way to get to the door... Without him seeing us. Uh, going to say 50-50. Yes. Alright, so it's just gonna be DC2. To sneak over to the door. Uh, let's roll. Uh, our stealth check. Uh, actually. Fuck. I think he needs to get, like, the rest of his stuff. He's probably lucky that he's still wearing his clothes. So, I need to get over to my stuff. Uh, alright. We're going to sneak- I'm gonna say that I can sneak over there at least. Is it locked? I'm gonna say somewhat likely. Yes, and. Ooh. Oh, it's- it's locked really tight. Oh, no, I know what it is. It's locked, and because it has all our stuff in it, we don't have anything to lockpick it with. So. Fuck. Uh... So what I'm going to do, this is going to be very dumb. I'm going to do strength larceny to try and just jiggle the pad, like the padlock to find its sweet spot. It's going to be a high DC. I'll admit, I'm going to set it at DC four, but I have a specialty in lock picking. So again, six die. Come on. One, two. Not enough. Oh, and I got a bestial success. Oh no. Uh, okay. Uh, where's my fuck? Yeah, I fully think a compulsion happens here. So what compulsion suddenly overtakes Paige? Let's roll a d10 on the random compulsion table. Six harm. All right. So Paige uh, is like shaking the padlock. Uh, just getting very upset. He is weak, he's frustrated, he has no idea what's going on, and he is just pissed. So he looks at it. He fully just stands up and just fucking kicks the thing. And the coroner absolutely hears that. The coroner turns around like, jumps, looks at Paige and says, I... What the... What are you... And Paige just looks at the coroner. 
and has to make a frenzy check. Resolve, composure, is one third, so uh, eight die on a hunger check. I'm gonna say it's DC three. I know there's no blood uh, on this man that, well, no. Is there blood on this man? I'm gonna say likely, only because I really wanna have to make a frenzy check. <laughs> yes, and, ooh, yeah, this guy's had a busy night, so he just fully has an apron Covered in some blood, and not all of which is dried. So it's going to be DC4 Frenzy Check. Uh, that's eight die for me. One, two, three. No. So, Paige fully gives in to Frenzy. He looks at this doctor, like, still with blood on his apron. And that this anger in his stomach turns inward. His stomach almost turns inside out, and he hunches over and leaps for the man. I'm going to make a strength brawl check. He needs two successes to feed on this man. Oh, four successes! I got two tens, uh, two ones, and a blank. So, four successes. Yeah, page. Leapsword grabs this guy and just uh, tries to bite his neck and finds no purchase. But the guy is still grappled. Uh, does he? He pro does he yell? I'm gonna say it's likely. He has time to yell. Yes, and he yells for help. Uh, so the guy goes, ah, "Help! Help!" Uh, and down the hall, footsteps start almost immediately. Paige doesn't notice. He reaches for the guy's knife, like the guy's, uh, the guy's scalpel, and tries to plunge it into his own neck. Uh, the, the coroner's own neck, not Paige's own neck. Uh, it's gotta be strength, man. Alright, come on. Okay, I got, uh, two successes. One thing fell out of the dice tray. I do succeed anyway. Three successes, hell yeah. So, Paige... Like crunches on the guy's wrist because he's holding the scalpel and he just jams the scalpel into the guy's neck. Guy screams even louder. Paige just pulls the scalpel out, puts his lips to the uh, knife incision. Uh, fuck. How many rounds do I have before these uh, guards get here? Uh, because I got a yes and, I'm going to roll 2d6 and take the lower one. Four, okay. So I have four more rounds till they'll get, get here. So, Paige puts his lips to this guy's wound and just starts drinking. Takes off one point of hunger, two points, three points, four points. And that feeling softens. The anger uh, goes away from him, and he leans back, shocked, and drops the doctor. Eyes wide, face petrified, uh, skin like white and pasty, and Paige suddenly turns uh, and sees uh, two guards um, standing. Uh, how many guards, actually? We're going to do... 
D4 plus one. Three guards. So Paige sees three guards. Guns uh, leveled at him. Uh, do they? Uh, what is their? What is their disposition? Hostile. Uh, and focused on your fame. Uh, one of the uh, uh, guards with his gun looks at the other one and says, "Yo, it's that fucking John Doe who came in. I tell you, those things are never a good sign." And the other guy says, "Shut up." Drop the scalpel. Hands on the ground now. Uh, Paige looks at him. He goes, I, I. And he tries to run. He's going to try and push past him. Our home harm compulsion's gone because we absolutely fucked that doctor up. He's going to make a strength brawl check to try and shovel past these guys. Not great. Uh, just four dice, but only one of them's a hunger die. So he could actually willpower if he has to. Uh, two successes. Uh, I'm gonna make these guys DC3, because being security is their job. And I'm gonna spend a point of willpower. So I get to reroll two dice. Sick. It knocked one of the successes over into a failure, but that doesn't count. I got four successes. Hell yeah. So, Paige just... I. Paige barrels past them, uh, moves them out of the way, uh, runs forward deeper into the... Is this just like a dedicated morgue, or is it part of a bigger hospital? Uh, we'll say 50... I'm gonna say somewhat likely that it's part of a hospital. No, but... So, it's not part of a bigger hospital. But it is a pretty big place. Which, uh, might mean we have a better chance of hiding. So, uh, I'm going to make a uh, dexterity stealth check uh, to try and hide. One of my die fully went out of my dice tray. There we go. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I had a messy critical. Uh, six successes, so I absolutely do hide. Uh, what I think happens, uh, Paige, instead of... Uh, like, really, like, hiding and avoiding detection, uh, finds a room. What's this room for? I rolled cargo ship, so it's a place where they, like, keep their supplies, so probably, like, a freezer area. Paige, uh, throws the door open, uh, and closes the door, locks it behind him. And it's, like, a big metal door, so, uh, instead of hiding, it's more like he made himself inaccessible, which I think fits the map. So Paige stands there looking at the door, guards pounding on it. Uh, they're very clearly going to find a way to get this open at some point. How long do I have? Let's do D10 rounds. Because I don't know how heavy these metal doors are, but I imagine pretty fucking heavy, so... Three rounds. Oh, boy. So, I can do three things before they get this door down. So, is there, like, a vent in here? I like... What I like to do in solo stuff is I like to roll perception checks less for do I see this useful thing and more for is there a useful thing? Uh, so... Uh, I am going to make a wits awareness check. 
One, two, three. Perfect. So yeah, Paige uh, finds a vent uh, and is going to try and pull it off the wall. Oh, this is going to suck. Uh, this is definitely going to be hard. I'm going to say st uh, strength. Uh, I'll make it strength brawl. Uh, plus, or at a DC of four. Uh, but I can try and get that DC over two rounds. It'll just be pushing it. Because after the third round, they'll be in here. So, come on. First roll. Oh. I got three successes. I can re-roll one of the die to try and get it open instantly. Hell yeah. Alright, come on. Yes! Uh, I got two tens. So one, two, three, four, five, six successes. Yeah, Paige just grabs the bars and just says, Come on! And almost unex not expecting it himself, pulls the uh, like vent cover off. Okay. Um, he uh, crawls into the vent. And I'm going to make... This is a weird skill check. I'm going to roll Dexterity Subterfuge as my last action to try and place this so it doesn't look like it was torn off. I'm going to say DC 3, because that's also the DC I would set for the guards to notice me. So, DC 3, Dexterity, Subterfuge. Uh, that one's cocked. And I got a success, hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, Paige kind of sets it a little bit, having to balance it, because it fully, like, came off the walls. He can't, like, screw it back in. But it's there. So he leans it against, and at that point, he hears, as the door flies off its hinges, slams against a wall, and probably about... Plus three. Seven guards fully pile in. Uh, and start looking around, checking through freezers, that sort of thing, and Paige just starts crawling away. Uh, and as he's crawling away, as he has finally a moment to rest, he thinks. He realizes that this entire time, while he's been running, while he's been doing these impressive feats of strength, he hasn't had to breathe. He puts his hand on his heart. Nothing. Hand on his lips where there's still some blood. And he just says, Oh. Oh. I always knew it would come to this. He says completely genuinely. And I think that is a good place to end our first scene. So, uh, as we begin our next scene, I am definitely going to bump the chaos rank up to a six, and we're going to do our chaos roll. Seven, so whew, just barely, but Paige manages to crawl through the vents. Uh, do the vents lead 
I do imagine they lead to directly out of the hospital. Uh, let's just do a quick dexterity stealth check uh, to see if we generally get caught. Uh, so that'll be six dice. One, two, three, four. I'm gonna say that's a that's a no. We uh we managed to make it out all right. And as Paige creeps through, he eventually finds a vent leading outside and pushes it open. Uh, what time of night is it? I'm gonna roll d12 and say it's a.m. or p.m. Whichever's most appropriate for what we roll. Two. It's two in the morning. So, very much in the in the darkest part of night. Uh, streets are very empty. Paige climbs out the vent, manages to move around any, like, security cameras, uh, goes into an alleyway, and just takes stock. He looks at the scalpel that he, I think he still has on him. The blood on it. Puts his hand to his neck and says... Okay, well, there. Okay, 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 just <sighs> deep breaths. Someone's gotta be able to help with this. He uh, slips his, uh, the scalpel into his pocket. Uh, does he have his phone on? Or was it in his crate of stuff that he couldn't get to? I'm gonna say it's somewhat likely he still has his phone on him. No, damn. Alright, he brushes himself off, looks around. Uh, I think he's gonna look down at himself. First thing he has to do, he has to get some new clothes. Uh, he's going to try and find a, uh, like a Goodwill or something, where people can, like, donate clothes. Uh, he's going to go to, like, one of their donation things, just grab a shirt, uh, out of it. Preferably long sleeve, uh, just so uh, to cover the blood. Uh, I'm gonna say that's with streetwise. Try and find a store like that. Uh, oh, two successes. I'm gonna willpower. I'm gonna say four successes. Uh, three, four, five. Dope. Uh, so yeah, uh, Paige manages to find them. Uh, manages to just let's do a quick dexterity larceny check. One, one, two, three, four, five. Ooh. Uh, he definitely uh finds a shirt in it, but I think uh, cause one of my tens was on a uh hunger die, so that's a missing critical. He fully leaves his shirt stained with his blood there. Uh, doesn't have time to think, just pulls on a shirt that's a little too tight for his liking, but covers the blood. And I think as he does that, he feels something else in his pocket with the scalp. And he reaches for it, and he pulls out a business card. Uh, what's it a business card for? A truck stop. The front of the card is smeared with a little bit of blood, and the blood has, like, circled the address very deliberately. Paige looks at it, uh, just says, 
I don't know if I trust this, but <sighs> fuck it. Uh, all right, I'll go. And he decides to go. How close by is it? Uh, how many hours would it take to get? Can we make it there in under an hour? 50-50. No, but. <sighs> so we can't make it in under an hour. But. <sighs> so. So Paige looks at it. Kind of calculates the address in his head. Looks up at the skyline and just says. If this is all real, and I'm not just having a really bad trip right now, then I don't have time. I'll just gonna head, head to my friends. Yeah, 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 they'll, they'll know what to do. So, he is going to uh, look for one of his friends and his uh, occult society because he's super into the occult and he's part of a group of people that get together and discuss the occult and I believe I have one point of influence in the occult scene so to find someone who will let me stay with them without asking questions charisma streetwise plus one for my influence Basically, every dice pool I've rolled today has been six. Uh, I'm going to say four successes to convince, like, a total stranger to let me crash there for the morning. Especially when it's five. I'm going to say five successes because of how late it is. One, two, three, four. And I can re-roll two dice. Come on. I'm... Uh, Oh, that's my fourth point of willpower. I've only got two more left. Oh, God, I'm gonna do willpower like crazy. Fuck! Zero successes. Four successes, so... Uh, I don't think... What I'm going to say is this. Uh, the bad news is... Uh, Paige doesn't find anyone who's willing to let him crash on the couch. I think he does find, like, outside of one of their apartments, a place that he can, like hide to try and sleep. Paige curls up under there on like the asphalt and the pavement uh, and I think just lays there kind of dissociating lonely, he's sad uh, and at one point he feels a little something like walk over his arm uh, like over his hand and almost without thinking, he turns over, grabs it, and like, uh, holds it up and just sees a rat. And he's just like, gonna have to get used to it, I guess. And almost without thinking, pulls out a scalpel, jams it into the rat's stomach, and just drinks from the rat. It's nowhere near as good as the doctor, but mentally, the last thought he has is just, better get used to it. The next night, Paige wakes up to uh, a noise uh, above him, above the porch that he's sleeping on. First of all, rouse check. Wake up. Failure, so we're hungry. Hunger too. Uh, but Paige wakes up uh, and hears 
uh, just above the porch he's on. Uh, look, you're gonna have to check, alright? Honey, look, you know, I don't like rats. And I don't like our house smelling like dead rat. Just uh, get the broom, pull that thing out from under there, whatever it is. How do you know it's a rat? How do you know some cat didn't go and die? I don't care what crawled under our porch and died. It stinks and I want it gone. Paige freezes. Uh, thinks for a moment. Uh, and he's gonna try and crawl away. I'm going to do dexterity stealth. Uh, DC of three? Because they're ordinary people, but also they are focused on the porch and, uh, literally standing on the porch. So, here we go. One, two, three, four, five. And, uh, one on my hunger die, but I got five successes. So Paige hears this and just starts, like, Call of Duty prone, like, crawling out. Gets out from under the, uh, under the porch. And, uh, crawls away. Looks down at himself. His clothes are starting to stink. Pulls out the, uh, business card, looks at it. Alright, well... Let's go meet our murderer. And that is where we will end this first session of Vampire the Masquerade, the All Night.